Shabbos daf kufiyud gimel was starting seven lines to the bottom kufiyud beis and beis. Nadi say Mishem and the Mishnah said that there's no issa of kshir at all. It's mutl hachila to tie up the flaps that were on a flask of wine or oil. So for the Gemara pshita, of course, since you open and close it often, therefore it's not a kashukayama. Gemara answer leisuicha this leitatiyani that there are actually two flaps and therefore ma'otem chadu benayu b'tulu mepatla. One of them you're never going to open and therefore it should be also to tie them because you're not sure which one you're going to open all the time and that's why it's a kashukayama. Kamash one that it's normal to open both of them because you want to get out as much liquid as possible at one time. So therefore it is not a kashukayama. It's mutl chadchilo. Kadeir shabasa. We said that. Cover of meat, it's mutter to tie lechatchila on Shabbos. Pshita again, it's pasha. You're going to take out the meat every moment, and therefore it's not kashukiyama. Like tzricha d'isle shlacha that has an actual spout. Ma'otem b'tulum mivatla. Since you could use the spout to take out the food, therefore maybe mivatla the cover, and you're not going to open it in the kashukiyama. Kamash one that even though there is a spout, you're still going to open it up to make it easier to get out the food, and it is a kashuk she'in shukiyama. It's mutter lechatchila. Rabbi Lezben ben Yaakov in Mekayshra, the Mishnah said that. Blessed Yaakov said, you allowed to tie a rope in front of an animal in order for it to, not to get out of this area. And then that's considered Kashin Shokyama and Mutlachilo. So the Gemara said, Pshita, Laitsuchadislatati Isri. Our Mishnah is talking when there were two ropes, one on top and one close to the bottom. And therefore, Marotema, Kufiyun, Gibbon, Malal, Khadimanao, Batum, Battle, that maybe one of them were not going to open at all. We're just going to make sure that the animal could get out even without undoing both the ropes. Kamash one, that's normal to open both ropes. And therefore, it's the Kashin Shokyama, it's Mutlachilo. The second shot of Rashi is that it actually has two knots, not two ropes, but two knots. It was one rope and it was knotted on both sides. You might think that you only untie one side of the rope and leave the other side attached and therefore it would be hanging and it's a Keshachayama, Kamash one, that that's not Keshachayama because generally you would untie both sides. That tying this rope in front of an animal is like the Mishnah said. It would sound like if he's saying that Allah is like a blood ben Yaakov that the Chacham argue. And this case shouldn't be different than any of the other cases that are mutl chachil in the Mishnah. Why would the Chacham argue? So Amalei Rabbi Yisif responded to Abaya, my who cares if they argue or not? If they argue, I see Allah is like a blood ben Yaakov. And if they don't argue, then of course Allah is like a blood ben Yaakov. Amalei, Gemara, Gemara, Zemar, Tatei. Abaya responded to Rabbi Yisif, do you want me to just learn Gemara and not understand that it should be like a song to me? Of course, that's not what you want. And therefore, I need to understand what Pshad is, is it or not? If someone has a pail that they want to draw water from a well, they'll let it tie that pail with a girdle, but not with a regular rope. Why? Because the girdle, you're not going to leave there, and therefore that's not a kashal kayama. However, a pail, you're going to keep there, and therefore that's going to be a kashal kayama. Rabbi Yudah Matar, Rabbi Yudah, however, says, Mutah, we'll have to understand in the Gemara. Klala Rabbi Yudah, Kal Kashal, She'en Shal Kayama, En Chayav Alav. En Kashal, which is not Shal Kayama, not Chayav. Zot Gemara, Chayav Alav, what type of Chayav are we talking about? Elay Mechayav Alav, we're talking about a regular rope. Rabbi Yudah Matar, how can you say Rabbi Yudah Matar, Kashal Kayama, that's for sure, Kashal Kayama, you're for sure going to leave that pail there. We're talking about a chevel which was really made as a weaver's pail, something which was not generally used for water. So the Rabbanon hold that we are a chevel of a gardi or to a regular chevel. However, Rabbi Yudah says we don't make such a xera. Fret Gemara, the memory comes out to Rabbanon Sava Gazrin and Chevel Gadi or to Chevel Alma. Rabbi Yudah Sava, like Gazrin, we don't make such a xera. For a minute, I'll show you that there's the opposite sheet as chevel, delish, and if you have a rope of a 
pail that broke off, you can't tie the two sides of the rope together, but you can make a bow. You let it tie the two sides of the rope with a belt or with a girdle. You now let it tie the two sides of the rope together, even with a bow. So, comes out in our Gemara, we said that Rabbi Huda doesn't make a xera of one chevel to another chevel, and here he said we make a xera aniva to kshira, and Rabbanan before said you make a xera chevel the gadi to chevel the alma, and here he's saying yinakayza aniva to kshira. The Gemara answered Rabbanan Rabbanan like kasha chevel bechevel michlov. Two people when they see two different ropes, they don't realize one's of a gadi and one's a regular rope, and therefore you may say since this is mutter, other is mutter, we make a xera aniva bekshira loy michlova. Over there, it's partially people. This was a bow, and this is a kshira, and therefore they realize that there's a difference, and therefore there's no reason for xera. Really, Rabbi Yehuda never makes a xera. And that's why by the chevel he says it's because he don't make a xera of chevel of God, you to chevel the Alma. But by the case of Aniva, it's not because of a xera, it's actually that he holds that Aniva is a form of kshira, and therefore it's also midaraisa. It's interesting to note that this Rabbi Yehuda is against Rameya that we had in the first mission of this parak. Rameya said that any bow that you could pull out with one hand is going to be mutter to tie on Shabbos lechatchila. That's against Rabbi Yudah that says over here that this is actually also midaraisa. And Rabbanon over here seem that they're holding the shittas Rabbeya. A person let to take a regular rope from his house and tie it one end on his cow and one end on the feeding trough where you want to make sure the para stays. And it seems pasha to Rabbeya that both sides are not a kashishal because when you're going to untie the para, you're going to untie it from the ivas as well. And when you untie the rope from the ivas, you're going to untie it from the para, and you're not going to leave one side attached. So, Eser Avacharicha, to Achabah Popular Abba, we have a price that says not like that. Chabal Shavi Ibus, Kaishra Par, Bishra Par, Kaishra Bibus. The only time you're allowed to tie a rope is when one side was tied to the para, you're allowed to tie the other side to the ibus, or if it was tied to ibus, you're allowed to tie the side to the para. Well, eventually, Abba Chabal would take base of Yikshra Par of Ibus, but now take a Chabal that wasn't tied to anything yet, and Lechatchila start putting one side on the para and one side to ibus, because then when you're going to remove it, you only may remove one side, and it's a kashal kiyama. My answer is, there we're referring to a regular chavel, a regular rope, and therefore, there you may come to leave one side on either the para or the ivas, and that's why Midrash says also because it's kashal kiyama. Here we're talking about a chavel of a weaver, and since it's of a weaver, he's never going to leave it there. It's not something that he wants to use for a cow. He's going to bring it back into his house to use for his weaving after Shabbos, and therefore, it's not a kashal kiyama, and it's mutter even to tie both sides. Once we're talking about weavers, so we say the kalim of a weaver is mutter to move them on Shabbos. Regarding moving the upper and lower beams of the loom that held the threads onto loom, are you allowed to move them on Shabbos or not? In So he responded yes and no, and he wasn't sure. Basically, he was misupid. However, that the clear of the weavers, you're allowed to move all of them on Shabbos, even the Kavit Elion and the Kavit Akron, and he wasn't misupid, and it's mutter. But the posts that hold the loom in place and actually dug into the ground, it would be us to remove them on Shabbos. Why do you say you can't move the posts? If you're going to say, that you're making holes by pulling them out, you somehow making the holes deeper or wider. The that comes in and therefore that's not a problem of boina if it's in a bias or chayrish if it's in a field. It's now we learned in the Mishnah. Time and left it's 
If someone wants to store turnips or radishes that were already detached from the ground, and therefore there's no problem of katsira and no problem of zriya, and you're placing them under a geffen, under a vine, it mixes us al If some of the leaves are rebuilt, ain't a chaj, we don't have to worry. Lemishum climb, it's not a problem of climb because it's next to the geffen. Lemishum shmiyas, there's no problem of shmita. Lemishum mice, there's no dinner mice in them because it's not considered attached to the ground, it's considered just storing. But you told them, you let them remove them there from there on Shabbos. Now, if you say that there's a problem making gumas, Mechariot is also making a guma. So it must be that there can't be an Issa of making a guma. It's not a problem of boina in a bias or chayrish in a sada. The problem has to be that besada gumas. In a field, when you see that hole, you're not going to go and flatten it because you don't mind it as a hole. Here, we're talking about a loom that's in a house, and therefore you might go and smooth out the holes, and that would be a problem of boina. The cleave of weaver, like the Kaiba Ali and Kaiba Taka, can you move the Shabbos? Amway, a metalta, matam, lepishani tone, that you can't move them because even during the week, these beams are very heavy and therefore no one would move it even during the week. And since there's no other use for it, therefore it's a cliche malachtal isa. The Mishnah says, that you're allowed to go and fold a beggar even four or five different times on Shabbos if you're going to use it the same day, or others touch it four or five different folds on the beggar and making it very smooth. That's not a problem because you're going to wear it the same day. And by doing the, making sure that it doesn't get creased, and therefore you might say that Nirakim is and also there's another problem over here of potential that if it would be done for the next day, it would be a problem of hachana. And you're allowed to make your bed on Shabbos and make sure that the linen and the covers are straight and they don't get creases. You're allowed to do that on Shabbos. So Friday night for Friday night, of course you're allowed to do it. Or Shabbos for Shabbos, of course you're allowed to do it. However, even Shabbos, even if it's for Friday night, for Shabbos morning, you're allowed to do it as well because it's for Shabbos. But to do it from Shabbos to Shabbos, that would be a problem of hachana and therefore it would be also if your kippah is on a Friday, and since Shabbos is more chashim Yom Kippur, you're allowed to straighten out your begadim or your mita from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. However, from Shabbos to Yom Kippur, if Yom Kippur was a Sunday, you wouldn't be able to do it because Yom Kippur is not as chashim. The chalbi Shabbos, craving Yom Kippurim, and the chalav of Shabbos, if Yom Kippur is on Sunday, you're allowed to be makar on Yom Kippur because against the chalav of Shabbos are more chashim than Yom Kippur. You're not allowed to do it the other way from Yom Kippur for Shabbos if Yom Kippur would be on Friday. Rabbi Kiva says, they're both equal kedusha, or they both have the equal dinim, and therefore you're not allowed to do it from one to the other, it would be considered hachano. Taisis points out, from here we learn the Osl Kapel Talis shall be successes, they now fold your talis from the shul, which is a regular talent, because they're needed for the next day and not for the same day, and therefore that would be a problem of hachana. The Gemara says, We learned in Yeshiva Rabbiyana, that the only time we say you're allowed to fold something on Shabbos is only when you do it with one person. But if two people are doing it, therefore they're stretching it out much further, and it becomes much smoother, and therefore that would not be allowed to be done on Shabbos, that would be taken. By one person also, we only said that, and the new ones, I'll be but by old ones, since you're fixing it much more, therefore it's going to be also. That we only said it's mutter by new ones, when they're white. Since they get much more creased, and therefore you could be sacking more, so therefore you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. We only said you mutter if you have no other 
begadim to wear on Shabbos. Therefore, you have to make sure that you make it straight for Shabbos. But if you have another beged for the Shabbos, law, you're not allowed to do that. Tyson points out, we have other kalim, other begadim to wear, and therefore it's also. Because are you considered in law if it's, you don't have anything nice to this? had a lot of money, therefore they didn't fold even their white clothing because they had what to change into. In order to be Mechabit Shabbos, you should change your clothing before Shabbos, special for Shabbos. If he only has one beged, they used to fold their begadim and tie it into their belts in order to make it shorter that you shouldn't get it dirty from drag on the floor when they were working in the, in the fields. However, on Shabbos, you should let it hang down you should let your clothing loose and let it hound down like the Ashim would do because they were in their house the whole time and therefore they didn't have to pick up their begotten from the ground for their malacha. So that's what you should do for Shabbos, the show covered with Shabbos. So Masalar Safra, Safra is, but Mishazik Ram Zrucha, you look like a Balgaiva. Gemara answers, Kivin the Chalayim, like Kavit, in the Kavit, like Mishazik Ram Zrucha. Since the entire week you don't wear like that, and now you're doing it only for covered Shabbos, therefore it doesn't look like you're a Balgaiva. The Gemara continues with explaining a Pasuk in the Shayah, Vichibata, Matsay's Turachecha, you should be Mishabit Shabbos from going in your ways. What does that mean? Vichibata, Loyam Abushcha, Shabbos, Kim Abushcha, Shachal. That your dressing and your clothing of Shabbos should not be the same as your clothing of the weekday. And how do we know Vichibadtoi is referring to clothing? That he called his clothing his honor. By wearing them, different people wear different clothing showing their godless. Like we know, a king has his dress, other people have the way they dress, and that is the way that you show yourself honor. That you're walking, the way you walk on Shabbos should not be the same as the way you walk during the week. Things that are not covered Shabbos, which you're doing for your own desires, you shouldn't do on Shabbos. Like Rashi says, you should go to your field to think about what you're going to need after Shabbos. However, you're allowed to make a peel and shul. And you could be Meshach and Rabbah, and you'll have to make Shaduchim on Shabbos. Vidab David, the Apostle continues, it says, and speaking words, we turn to Kafir Gimel Abbey, you're speaking on Shabbos, should not be like Dibur during the week, but Dibur also, here Muta. It's also to speak, for example, about business, but to think about your business, Mutal Rashi's Lahar, Beliba, Kach, Kach, Yitzis, and Yitzarach, Lohitzial Sadazu, that you'll have to do on Shabbos. Mara says, Bishlam, Kul Lachaya, it makes sense all of them. El Shlai, hey, Lucha, Shabbos, Lucha, Shachal, Mai, what are we referring to? Kihanam, Ravuna, Mirav, and he gets to a stream of water. If it's not so wide and you're able to put one foot on one side of the puddle and one side on the other side, then there's no problem. You even could jump over it, then it's mutter to even jump over it. But if it's impossible to walk over it easily, then it's also to jump over it on Shabbos. Maskalorova, hechlever, what should you do in this case? Lake of if you should go around the stream, Kamavish Biluchan, and you're gonna walk unnecessarily too much on Shabbos, and you're not supposed to walk a lot on Shabbos either. It's much more of a techa. Leava, if you should cross through it and walk actually through the stream and get wet, Zimdum Sev Mani Maya, your your clothing will get soaking wet, whilst they sit and you come to do skit, you'll wring it out, and that's gonna be us in Sidraisa. El Bihar, Kimla Efsha Shapidabi. Rava says that since in this case when you have a stream, it's impossible to do it any other way. Therefore, you can actually jump over it on Shabbos. That's not the problem of Hiluchach B'Shabbos, Hiluchach B'Chol. 
Ella, the walking that we're talking about, which is Asan Shabbos, you're allowed to take a large step on Shabbos. Are you allowed to take a Psiya Gasa during the weekday? That taking a large step takes away one five hundredth of the person's eyesight. And you can restore your eyesight by drinking from a Kiddush on Friday night. Now, the point is over here that even though during the week it might not be healthy to do this, but Shabbos is actually also, and the Friday night Kiddush is not actually going to be curing the steps that you take on Shabbos. And people would do this for medicinal purposes, and therefore is the exer of Shrikh Samanaman and Anat. Amalai, he responded, is a mutter during the week, that it's also even during the week because eating dirt is bad for your body. That someone eats from the dirt of bubble and from the dust of bubble, it's like you ate from the flesh of your forefathers because during the Gullahs that the Yidden that were killed and died there, they wouldn't bury them properly and therefore their bones went all over the place and therefore whenever you're eating dust, you're eating potentially from like you eating bugs, which is also to eat. It says, all the things that were in existence went down to Babel. Why is Babel called Shina? Because all the dead people and dead things of the Mabel were went down there and were dumped into that spot. Why is Babel called Mitzula Depths? Because all the dead of the Mabel, the people as well as the Shkotzim and Masim, all sank down there. And that's why you can't eat the offer of Babel. We said, that the bugs were definitely dissolved in the water of the marble and therefore why should it be a sir? Armory, keep it in Malki, goes where abundant. that's not the real reason. The real reason that you can't eat it because it hurts you. It's injurious to one's health and therefore you're not allowed to eat them. That's why the Rabbana made Xera. However, we said it's based on the Shkatsim and Muslim, so therefore people should be disgusted from it and definitely not eat it. The Hugavra, the Ochogagishta, that there was a person who ate the mud and the clay of Babel, but Ochotachli and also a crest at the same time. The And then the crest, because of the mud that was there, it therefore became rooted in there and sprouted, and it went into his heart, and he died. It says in Rus, that you will wash yourself, Nami told Rus, and you'll smear yourself, and you place on your clothing. She wasn't standing there, arm, and therefore it must be what clothing was she doing. She was changing into a big day Shabbos. If you tell a Chacham something, he'll add Chacham. Where do you see that Chachma? Rus, because the Ilu Nami Karmala Nami told her that says that first you should change your clothing and get dressed and be prepared and then go down to the garden. However, Rus did Ksiv, it says, first she went to the garden and then she did what her mother in law told her. And the reason why she did that was because if she met people in the street, all dressed up, they'll think that she's a Zayna, and therefore she did this because of Sneez, that was her extra wisdom. Shmuel, where do you see the wisdom of Shmuel? He told Shmuel, 
that Shmuel came to Eli in the middle of the night and he said he heard his voice and he thought it was Eli's. Eli told him, go back to bed. It wasn't me. It might have been HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore you should call out when you hear such a voice again, speak Hashem because your servant is listening. But Eli didn't do that because he was nervous that maybe it wasn't Hashem, maybe it was just another voice and therefore if he would say the word Daba Hashem, it would come out of his and that's why it says Shmuel Shmuel that Shmuel said speak because your servant is listening he didn't say and he didn't say speak Hashem because he was worried about being Moise Shem Shemayim Lovatol the Gemara continues to explain Psukim in Rus and Rus went and came and she gathered in the field so Rabbi Lezah says she went and came multiple times she wanted to find the proper people to walk with her and not walk with people that are weren't right. Boy said to the servant who was looking after the harvesters, Who is this young lady? Is it proper for boys to ask after every lady that was there? He saw a very smart thing about her. When it came to Leket, she would only take two stalks. Since it's us to take, it's not considered Leket at that point, but most people didn't notice, so he realized that she's a Chacham and she has a lot of wisdom. We learned to the Brisa about Sis Rabbah. He saw a certain Sis in her. I'm this moment when she was taking the Shikha and the things that were standing in the field that she would grab while she was standing. However, Naif was beautiful, the one that fell down to the ground and she was to take, she took it while she was sitting, but she didn't bend down because that would be a problem of Sis. But he told Rus that she should continue coming and she should stay next to his people and therefore they, she would be able to get the best produce. Does it make sense that boys would get together and be cleaving to women? It doesn't make sense to use such a lotion. It seems not a proper lotion to use. Amr Abelaza, he used lotion of Dovak because Kivin the Chaz of Atishak Arpal Chamais of Rus Dovkaba, he was referring to the same word Dovkaba that Rus attached himself, herself to Nami and she became a Giyaris. And therefore he's saying, since you wanted to become a Giyaris and you desired it so much, therefore it's Mutter that I could get married to you. And he was actually saying a positive thing that I have a right to marry you because he saw such a Hashivas in her. And Boyas told her at the time that they were going to eat, come over here. So Amr Abelaz, Abelaz says, Ramaz Ramallah, he made a Ramaz to her, he gave her a hint, I see the Ma'achas based Dov, that the Ma'achas based Dov will come from you. It says by them, that who am I and who is my bias that you brought me until here so he used that lotion in order to be Ramaz this idea to her and you'll dip your bread into the vinegar that vinegar is good at a time that it's very hot outside he gave her another Ramaz that there's going to be a son that comes out of you that his maizim are going to be bitter like vinegar. Who is he? That is referring to Menashe. And she sat and she ate by the side of the Kaitzim. She sat on the side, but not in the middle. That will eventually be split apart and it's going to be moved to the side. Not everyone's going to be included and they're not all going to be surrounded in the based of it. Another puzzle says, It says, That he gave her 
grains and she ate them and she was satisfied and she left over. So those are all the shyness of wealth. So the Gemara says, She was able to eat during, it's referring to the time of David where he was wealthy. Batizba is referring to he was also wealthy. That in the time of Chizkiah, which was also a descendant of her, was also wealthy. The others say, It's referring to both the time of David and Shlomo, which was really considered one period of time. It's talking about Chizkiah, which was a little later, and that's another period of time. Batizba is referring to the time of Rabbi, where he was also wealthy. That the stable people of Rebbe were even wealthier than the king of Persia, who was called Shvar. We learned that Rus not only will have physical wealth, but also spiritual wealth. In Eilam Hazeh, in Yemaisa Mashiach, and La'asa Lavi. The Gemara continues, and we just mentioned a machlekes between Abel Ezra, Abiyachar, and Shmuel, and Achmeni. So we mentioned another machlekes between the same three Madamrim, Besachas Kvaydai, Yekad Yekai, Kikayit Eish, and beneath his honor, there was a fire like the burning of fire. So Abiyachar, Abiyachar explains that it's referring to the burning of the soldiers, Besachas Kvaydai, under the covet, Veloy Kvaydai Mamish, but it didn't actually burn their clothing, it only burned their bodies. That Abiyachar Tamed, Abiyachar, Karlamani, Machab, they say Rabbi Yechon is according to his time because Rabbi Yechon always called clothing as covered, and therefore the word covered over here is saying under the clothing but not the clothing itself. Rabbi Loza, he actually agrees to Rabbi Yechon that only the bottom of Sancheri's army were destroyed but not the clothing because, the, but he learns a little bit different. He says, that the word besachas doesn't mean under, it means in place of their honor. Tachas kvoidim mamish. So it means in place of their honor, they had fire, which means that was burnt up. Their body, which was their honor, was burnt up. However, their clothing wasn't burnt up. He argues around Bechon Rebeloza, and he holds not only what had begun not burnt up, but their bodies also weren't burnt up. And he actually learns, like Rebbechon and like Rebeloza, in one way. He learns like Rebbechon that the word besachas means under. He learns like Rebeloza that the word kvoidim means their body. And therefore, it means the thing that was under that body burnt up, which is only the neshama. So that's what the Gemara says. Tachas kveid that kisreivus bnei Aaron. They were burnt under their bodies, just like the kisreivus bnei Aaron. That mal alone kisreivus neshama for gufkayim, just like over there, it was openly the kisreivus neshama, but their guf was intact. Avkam by sancheres army kisreivus neshama for gufkayim. Their guf was intact, but there was only the kisreivus of the neshama. And we'll stop over here.